Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are doing a new release this week. Well, I guess it's this week, but today we are reviewing the 2019 reboot of the 1988 Child's Play. Um, and I am Peter. And I'm Tyler. Tyler is a buddy of mine uh, who watched the movie with me. We actually watched it last night, so this isn't necessarily an instant take. Uh, we waited, you know, overnight to kind of let the movie process a little bit. But yeah, we are going to give you kind of our non-spoiler thoughts of the movie before we go into a break to give you guys a chance to pause the episode if you have not yet seen the movie and don't want to get spoiled. Um, but right off the jump, we'll start off with this. Tyler, let me ask you, uh, did you have any anticipation leading to the release of this movie? Uh, no, not really, actually. I, I saw the the trailer, uh, the first one when it, when it came out, uh, and kind of just ignored it until uh, you mentioned that, that it was out. For me, um, I I don't even remember when I first heard that Mark Hamill himself was voicing Chucky. So I was not anticipating this myself, though I am a fan of the first three Child's Play movie uh, movies, which I think the first three are Child's Play, and the rest of those have some variation of Chucky in their title. Um, I do like those three movies, even though the third one does not have Vincent... Gosh, the, the the kid who plays the original Andy. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that it, it's the second movie uh, has a different actor. And then the, the third, third one. the third is actually because um, that's the, the military one. The third yeah. one's the military one. That, that's okay. the one with Justin Whaley or something. But the first two is the same kid. Okay, because the second movie has a babysitter, uh, and I'm forgetting the actress too. But I think she was on 90210 or Beverly Hills. One of those, wait, that's the same show. But anyway, um, I, I like those three, even though the third one was a different actor. And anybody that listens to the show, they know that I'm not a, a fan of recast. Uh, the I think the only reason that um, I was actually interested in checking this out uh, at all, well, number one, I do host another show called Original Remake. So expect a new episode coming in the near future where we will be discussing the differences of, of both movies. We'll not do that so much in this uh, particular review um so again that that podcast is called original remake for those that uh, may be interested in in the idea of hearing the differences of both movies but for for this one i think why i did want to see it is because it is from the producers of it and uh i actually was a big fan of that particular um move that that reboot I was not a fan of the original, nor did I actually grow up watching it like a lot of people did. I know a lot of people credit, you know, Pennywise for the reason of their, you know, uh, uh, fear of clowns. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I watched that one right before the remake came out. And I think it's very much a product of his time. I found Pennywise actually kind of silly. Um, some parts were kind of creepy, but that 1990 It movie was not for me. Uh, the 2017 version, mm-hmm. I definitely loved. Uh, I cannot wait for the second one. So having said that, I was kind of interested, mildly interested in Child's Play. So again, kind of non-spoiler. Tyler, what was your overall thoughts of this movie? 
Uh, so I, I generally uh, liked it. I, I would I would say that I came away from it pretty positively. Uh, going into it, actually, I, I think I was a bit more down on it because I'm a big fan of, of Brad Dourif, the original uh, voice of, of Chucky. Uh, and to me, Mark Hamill is... Mark Hamill just comes across as Mark Hamill. Unless he's playing the Joker, uh, you know, he, he seems to transform a, a lot better there. Uh, but when I hear his voice, I just see Mark Hamill. And not not having, like, really looked into it uh, beforehand, uh, I really wasn't expecting, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, me neither. Um, Aubrey Plaza, I think I found out pretty late as well that, that she was even a part of it. Um, I kind of seen some of the trailers in passing, so I had a, a bit of an idea that the Andy character had been aged up uh, in this version. Uh, other than that, I actually thought it was going to be, um, you know, an attempt at honoring the original. Uh, but I think they did enough differently to kind of make this kind of their own you know I, I think i saw somebody i don't know if it was um an actual article but i saw somewhere somebody was saying like a great movie terrible remake yeah i can see that yeah so i think as a standalone it's actually pretty decent um i i enjoyed it i'll say that and um if you are looking for if, if you love that first movie you're not gonna like this one because it's so different you know, I think the um, aside from Chucky and the Barclays, you know, both Karen, uh, the mom, and Andy, uh, Detective Mike Norris, I think aside from the character names, a lot of other things are pretty different, including the, the deaths, um, some additional new characters. I, I don't know what else to say. I, they, they definitely... Origin? The origin is different? Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely... They take the approach of making a remake that I, I think I actually really appreciate uh, of taking the overall, you know, idea of the, of the story. It's a serial killer doll, um, but not trying to just recreate beat by beat, you know, the, the first movie. Because if you're going to do that, watch the first movie. Right. And, you know, and some movies have uh, been guilty of that. Some have been a little bit more successful than others. I think It did a really good job of kind of, you know, doing that, um, kind of redoing a lot of the similar beats, but enough differently to make it their own. The 1999 Psycho, my co-host over at Original Remake, actually likes that. You know, he looks at it as like a like a stage play. You know, and if you look at it that way, it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's an episode that we've done too, the psycho movies. Uh, but this one, yeah, I think it's different enough. Um, I think you could have even maybe called it Child's Play 4. You know, and maybe it, it wasn't Andy, but some other kid, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, maybe explain how the origin from the original movies, uh, how they were able to make it different for this one. You know, if it was something like that, it'd be okay. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Eric, uh, who's also the host of It's Just a Dream podcast. He, what, what did he say? He I, he said something to that effect, like, you know, they should have just called it something else, but tying it to the child's play, calling it Chucky, you know, we're going to draw in more people. But um, I, I think, you know, the horror movies have... I don't want to say made a comeback, but I think in recent memory there have been a lot more successful, you know, franchises that have their followings. We're definitely getting more uh, R-rated, yeah, like bigger horror movies. Mm -hmm. um, even though, like I, you know, I, I wasn't really paying attention to this one coming out. Like when it when it did come out, uh, it, it seemed to 
gotten a lot of attention and like like it you know that is an, a great example of r-rated horror uh that appeals to a wide range of people yeah i think i, I don't know if um the days of the pg-13 thrillers are completely gone but i think the r-rated you know slasher horror uh genre i think they may be making a comeback and at um at this time they're kind of coming back in the form of remakes and you know it's fine. Um, again, we'll get into specifics and spoilers in the spoiler section. I think I think we said enough. Like yeah. at this point, okay. So I guess before we officially cut to you know this break, do you recommend people you know checking out the, uh, checking out this movie? Uh, yeah, if, if you if you watch the trailer and, and it seemed you know even mildly interesting, or if you're a fan of of the original movies, I'd say it's it's worth checking out. Um, but it, it, it's it's not something that I, w- I would say everyone you know needs to go see. Uh, if you're a fan of horror, I think there's enough here. The the gore is definitely enough. I think for the ticket. I think so too. Um, I here here's my caveat. Caveat: uh, Don't go in expecting an actual remake. Yeah, right. You know they took the idea of a killer doll. That's pretty much it the rest of it different enough you know they make some changes i was surprised you know i'll say that i went in low expectations as most probably would and i was surprised you know halfway through the movie i forgot how i didn't like the redesign of chucky um and because i was sympathizing with him Mm -hmm. you know he was emoting in in ways where i'm just i I felt bad you know it's like a little toddler being put in timeout so um definitely i don't want to say definitely i want to say a light uh, loosely lightly lightly uh but i i'd recommend it so um all right so now we will uh, take that break so this will give the chance uh, give you guys a chance to pause the episode if you have not yet seen the movie and we'll come back with spoilers hi are you my best buddy Chucky did something. Andy, if you know something, you better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. Chucky is a toy. Chucky, did you do this? He's trying to kill us! (laughs) See how much fun we have? Child's play. And we're back. So either you don't care about the spoilers or you have seen the movie. Um, just a couple nods and uh, I don't know if you want to call them Easter eggs that I want to go ahead and throw out before I forget uh, while we're talking about this movie. When the movie first opened up and we saw Orion, mm-hmm. I leaned over to my son, uh, Phoenix, who, who joined us. And for those, again, longtime listeners, um, remember that this started off as a father and son podcast. Orion immediately made me think of RoboCop. And RoboCop was actually the second movie Phoenix and I actually reviewed on this very podcast back in 2014. Uh, so I leaned over and go, hey, do you remember RoboCop? Well, that was also Orion. And he remembered the stars, you know, the the animation. Uh, well, later on, we got RoboCop. Mm-hmm. A toy cop car pulls up and goes, come with me if you want to live. No, 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 I'm sorry. That's that's Terminator. Terminator. Uh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. Which is actually one of my favorite, like, movie quotes mm-hmm. of all time. I think is is great. So that was kind of cool to see. Um 
I told you, Tyler, during the movie that uh, was it Shane, right? The boyfriend, the mom's boyfriend. Yeah. So when he was, uh, his death scene came. I don't know if it was like a rotor tiller or uh, something. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a tiller. So it's a, some sort of tiller, and um, on the tiller it actually says CP eighty eight, which I leaned over to you and said, "Child's Play, you know, nineteen eighty eight." Good catch. Yeah, yeah. I it, the eighty eight stuck out because mm-hmm. eighty eight miles per hour. You know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> and then I was like, "Hey, CP." Must be child's play. So a light in your head that goes off. Yes. Anytime eighty-eight comes up. Actually, it was probably one point twenty-one gigawatts that went off in my head. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that that stuck out um, when Shane falls off the ladder and breaks his legs. Um, which was a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was effective. Scene. Yeah. It was very effective. I think we all kind of cringed. Absolutely. And, um, that. Might have been a nod to I think the um, the guy who teaches uh, Charles Charles whatever Ray I'm Charles Lee Ray Charles Lee Ray uh, the the man who teaches him voodoo in the original movies uh, Chucky had the voodoo doll of that guy and like you know cuts him up and breaks mm-hmm. his legs I, I don't know if, you know that might be a bit of a reach but that's kind yeah, of what maybe. it reminded me of um, I text you uh, a photo of I think it's Detective Mike's partner or something that he works with in the original movie. Well, Karen's boss, Wes, um, kind of looks like him. You know, the mustache, the hair. I thought that might be a nod to the look of the, the police from the original movie. Um, also, in the very beginning of the remake, we had somebody jump off what was that the guy who was making the doll or was that like the supervisor uh no yeah so the the disgruntled employee right. uh yeah that removes all the safety restrictions mm-hmm. uh from from the buddy doll uh yeah then commits suicide okay uh, immediately after so i think that's pretty much a nod to the first death of the original uh child's play where the babysitter gets thrown out the mm. window and falls onto a car so um I, the, I don't want to say that's it, but that's the ones that are coming to mind right now. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the differences. Um, you know, I mentioned Andy is aged up in this one. For those that don't remember, the, the, the original movie kind of follows the mom a little bit more, running around town, uh, bumping into Detective Mike, who who is the guy who killed uh, Charles Lee Ray. Um, what did you think about them aging him up and giving him... A couple friends along the way there uh so it, it i mean it, it makes sense um because if you have a like in the original one you know having the, the the kid be so young it's a bit harder i think to like relate to him because it, it's just a kid that sure. doesn't really understand you know what's going on with his toy uh the friends uh i thought kind of it felt like they they kind of just showed up when it was convenient and it didn't seem like they used them like very very effectively i i felt like they either should have had it focus more on on uh andy and his friends primarily and less of the adults mm-hmm. or kind of cut out the the friends and have them just be the you know the lonely kid with his doll uh, I, I felt the the friends were kind of forgettable they kind of are i think they were like um you know the budget bins of um it yeah. You know, the, the the girl is also a redhead. You got the heavyset boy. They're you got all, the African-American kid. They're all very crass. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. So that's the producers of it, right? So that's that's kind of what it, it took me to. It didn't really take me out. I, 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 felt, I felt like they gave us those kids 
because now we're following Andy a little bit more and it's just somebody for him to kind of interact with mm-hmm. along the way. Um, I thought it was interesting that Detective Mike was not actively working on the case. It just so happens, you know, he he's in homicide. So some of these deaths that are, are popping up, you know, it's like in his building um, or they are somebody that Andy knows. So I kind of like that rather than coincidentally, Detective Mike from the original movie killed Chucky and then all of a sudden like Andy and his mom needs his help and you know Chucky is the doll mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I necessarily needed it to be grounded I didn't mind the whole voodoo thing in the original movie what what, what are your thoughts on the the origin there uh, so that was uh, like going into the movie, um, you know, when it first starts off, you know, in, in Vietnam and we're seeing the uh, the production uh, of the, the buddy dolls and you, know, you and you see the disgruntled employee just gets you know berated by his his boss uh, for not working hard enough. Uh, oh, I, I think it was just daydreaming. Yeah, but, like he's just kind of yeah. sitting there, right, yeah. not being productive. Yeah, but the man's just daydreaming. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and I'm and I was kind of thinking to myself, oh man, I hope they don't just make this, you know, like a like a glitch, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or something. And then you know, he programs all the safety uh, precautions out of out of the doll. Because um, I, I, you know, I really like that, you know, that kind of through line of the original uh, Chucky movies of he he wants this kid's body because he needs to, you mean needs the vessel for his soul and, and all right. that stuff. Um, and he gets stuck in that vessel yeah. too though. So that's, that's the other thing. Uh, and you know, there's always like some time limit, you know, mm-hmm. I know it's been too long, you know, I gotta, I gotta get out of this body. Um, but I ended up actually really, uh, appreciating that, that change. Cause we, we kind of talked about it after the movie having this, you know, computer AI that's just kind of unbound and just learning, you know, from everything that's around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually kind of feel bad yeah. for the dog because he doesn't really know any better. It's not like he was programmed immediately to kill. He's like a toddler. Yeah, he just kind of picks up things along the way. Uh, my favorite part i think he watches texas chainsaw massacre too and that's where he kind of just learns how to kill things uh, because all the kids are enjoying watching these deaths yeah but he doesn't understand that they're they're laughing at the campiness of the movie right yeah he's just seeing them laughing at violence and death and, and all of this and thinks oh that's what fun is we should be having fun yeah yeah you really um at least for me i don't want to speak for everybody but i definitely sympathize with with chucky oh yeah i felt you bad know. for him for all the time it, it, every time they locked him up I, I felt bad and i was just like oh well he didn't he doesn't know any better yeah. you know spend, and, spend some more time with him and, right you know he'll, yeah like he'll he'll explain right and wrong you know and a lot of times i was mad at andy like andy shut the hell up you yeah. know um a lot of it is his fault and uh i like that i like that a lot that they changed that I feel the origin. I understand that you appreciate what they did. I thought it was weak. Um, this guy, this grown to first off, why why label it Vietnam? It could just be any you know other country. Mm-hmm. First off, do you have any? You didn't have to thoughts? label it really. Yeah, like, you really don't. Um, not in the U.S. It's fine. I mean, it didn't like it. it didn't really stick out uh, to me because it was just like, well, that seems like a place where they would make electronics. Uh, um, Fair, I guess. You know, but, maybe China didn't want to be involved. <laughs> but but right, like it, there's really no reason that it like needed to be. It didn't. It being Vietnam does not change the the story. It doesn't know, uh, really. It doesn't. But but this guy who's getting berated by his supervisor, his his superior. I, I don't understand what drives him to take out all these safety precautions because 
as far as we know, it doesn't go on a killing rampage and kills that boss. Yeah, he doesn't know that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, so he, um, whatever happens, it's, it's uh, I, I, and I, I don't think that he knew that it was going to go off and kill things either, but how does that how is that supposed to affect them you know you yeah. get what i'm asking yeah like so what was the end game for him well and then he kills himself he does kill afterwards. himself but it's like well what was the point of that then yeah you know so that's where i think it's weak maybe somebody else has a better understanding of that scene well and the the thing that i appreciate you know from all of that is really just kind of where they lead to you know it's oh, sure. everything after that it sets up uh and, you know the that setup beginning yeah like i, I agree is, is is really weak it's it just yeah. seems like we need a way for him to to explain why he doesn't have any of these safeguards. Right. And if you're going to do that, like you have him be struck by lightning, you know, or, or know. something like they you teased can just us go with the lightning. That, like, like I, I yeah. thought that was coming. I thought the lightning was going to be a part of it. And when it didn't come, I, I, I figured, well, what was the point? Like, aside from the, uh, the original movie, um, it was a night of a, a lightning storm. So I, I thought that was gonna play a part into it. It ended up just being a guy who coded it and took off all the you know safety precautions. You easily you know could have just had him like take away all the safety precautions and then he goes on a killing rampage you know or something in the like the factory. Yeah. Just like you know it's something to kind of like connect to like oh his origins are a little bit evil. You yeah. Know? You, you know what's funny is um, in the beginning of the movie I go. Wait a minute. So they're making him Vietnamese in this movie? <laughs> Again, like you label it that like we're in a good twist. Yeah. It's like, okay, so he's a Vietnamese dude, you know? So is Chucky going to be speaking Vietnamese by Mark Hamill? Like, um, well, I. Mark Hamill trying to do a Vietnamese accent <laughs> through his movie. There were some questionable things, uh, not in the. Not in the sense where I was all like, wait, why are they doing this? There, there were more things like, well, that. Okay, I guess we had to get there, but like the name of Chucky, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, in the Chucky just comes out of nowhere. It really doesn't, and because he's glitching, he doesn't hear Andy. He hears Chucky, even though uh, Andy names him Han Solo because yeah. you know it's Mark Hamill, so it's funny. I would have liked something, you know, um, something being uttered in the background that Chucky heard, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, thinks that is Chucky. But yeah, him saying Han Solo was like, all right, Chucky. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah, th- yeah it, it, kinda... felt, it kind of felt forced. Like, we. Ah, I saw what you did. <laughs> um, Intentional. Yes. But yeah, to see, something like that kind of threw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, well, that's, that's lame. But one of the things I like, uh, again, okay, let's talk about this the look of Chucky. A lot of people had some problems. So you're already making a face there. Yeah. I saw his face pretty late. As well, I think I saw it like the day before mm-hmm. we went to watch the movie. So that's when I first saw the Chucky. I was like, wait, wait they redesigned it? Yeah, I don't even remember if I had seen yeah. the, the, the model beforehand. So I knew that there was going to be some Wi-Fi, Bluetooth type stuff. And I understand that's why his eyes are bigger, I guess, because, you know, they're, they're no, cameras. Seeing, seeing the and the color of his yeah. eyes change. But um, I think... It's a good idea. I mean, I, I don't love the idea. I think it's a good idea to not only redesign the look of Chucky, but to make it a buddy doll and not a good guy doll because it's different, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we accept that a little bit better knowing that, okay, well, it's not a good guy doll and um, it's, you know, it, it, it's different. It's AI, right? We live in the world of Siri and Google Home and all these things and Caslin is that in this universe. Yeah, uh, I mean, I... 
I don't think I can say it strongly enough. I think most of the horror, the, the true horror that comes from this movie is the design of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, it's his face and the way he moves is so, it's so like unnatural and weird. Yeah. Like I, I and that was another thing that I kind of started off like, I don't know that I really like this. I, I'm not sure that I'm on board. And as it went on and, you know, there's a scene where, you know, uh, Andy's trying to make him be as creepy as possible. Right. And he's just kind of distorting his face, yeah. different smiles. Got a lot of like, laughs. It's like, oh no, that's, uh, if you want to make a horrifying looking doll, you've, you've done it. I, it it's like someone took uh, Tommy Wiseau's face and made a model and put that on a doll. Uh, Which Charlie Lee Ray looks like in the first movie. Yeah. Kind of looks like Tommy Wiseau a little bit. Um, the, let's talk about that. Would have been another good voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a very interesting voice. Internet, make that happen. Um, okay, let's talk about that first death, Shane. Well, I, was the cat first? Uh, you know, yeah, actually, I think he... he no, cat money came after. I actually can't remember yeah, if he... I don't remember the... now, because he tries to strangle the cat no, yeah, at one he, point. Yeah, definitely. He kills the cat first, because because then after Shane's death like it, it's, You're a cat it, guy. it ramps up you're a sure. cat guy right yeah. well how did you feel Ch- Ch- chucky almost choking uh, the cat out i i i love animals i love cats uh i also am a fan of uh it's weird to say i'm a fan of animal violence in movies huh. uh, but it's <laughs> okay. uh, did not see it's, that coming <laughs> it's it, it's very effective cuz it's it's People can watch movies of humans dying all sure. day and be fine. The second you kill an animal, you know, a dog or, or a cat or something, then you, everyone is, you know, uh, immediately turned against this character. Right. Um, one of my uh, one of my um, favorite like uh, recent horror movies. I guess not really recent, but uh, Drag Me to Hell. Yes. Uh, Sam Raimi mm-hmm. uh, movie. Great movie. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's a deleted scene um, mm. it's it's in like the director's cutter or something like that uh, where she has to sacrifice her cat or she has to make a sacrifice and she chooses her cat because that's the only thing near near her uh, and in the unrated version they really kind of go hard into like the scene of her having to kill her cat uh, I think to, I've seen that um, well it, it was definitely in there actually um I don't remember if I was on it, but we did. Uh, original remake definitely had an episode of Drag Me to Hell, and I don't remember what it might have been paired up with. I don't know if it was Evil Dead or something, and I may or may not have been on that episode because you know we we do things like that too, where it's like a similar idea mm-hmm. if it's not a direct uh, remake. But uh, so so did that make you want to go John Wick on Chucky? Uh, I mean, it definitely is a point where it's like, okay, well he's. He's pure evil now. There's no redeeming qualities of, of <laughs> right of, of now Chucky anymore. Uh, he, Shane will let that, that slide, cat. but the cat. Uh, Shane's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's talk about the mom real quick. So she is a young mother. Mm-hmm. They don't. She had him when he was. She got pregnant when she was 16. I think she mentioned. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't remember if they said it deliberately. She says she had a very productive sweet 16. That's what she did say. Yes. And we only saw like a really like a split second of like the his father mm-hmm. like his father we see looked a picture. older yeah so is like the mom just into older men because now that's weird if she was sixteen mm-hmm. you know what I mean so um, I think because Child's Play is a classic slasher movie I think the filmmakers also try to kind of flip things around where we don't expect it. 
the, the the character of Karen Barkley played by uh, Aubrey Plaza in this one. First off, I, I was like Aubrey Plaza, okay, because mm-hmm. I remember the the original mom being a little bit more wholesome mm-hmm. than what I'm used to Aubrey Plaza playing. And her, she's very much an Aubrey Plaza character in here. And I'm just not used to seeing Aubrey Plaza as a mom. I still that picture too. her as you know, young disgruntled girl. Did you expect her to die? Uh, no. I thought she would die in the movie uh, because she's not promiscuous, but the fact that, you know, she Mm -hmm. seems to like older men. And uh, again, comparing moms here, the other one's a lot more wholesome. This one, I was just like, I don't know if we're supposed to even care for this mom. So I think she might die. And I think it's two times, maybe three, that Andy walks into the apartment as they are either like just finishing having sex or Mm -hmm. or like mid. uh, And it's... She should probably lock the door when she knows that the <laughs> right. kid's coming home. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point. And see, and uh, again, that's uh, 80s horror movie rules, right? Like, you know, you have sex, you die kind of, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was expecting with, um, with her character. I, I, was, I, I think it was a matter of like when, especially when we were following Andy a lot more, uh, him being grown up. Um, the Shane character, you know, I, I feel like the deaths were kind of like, we knew they were we, man no i was gonna say that there might have been a formula to the characters because like most of them deserved it uh, i was gonna say they all deserved it and then i remembered freaking detective mike's mom got yeah. freaking killed you know, just because the person who definitely does not deserve it the, the least uh, of the deaths it, yeah that that was deserved um everyone else you know the maintenance guy mm-hmm. you know he was a super creep who's, total creeper you know he must have watched sliver back in 92 I feel you know that movie. Sliver. Mm-mm. I think it was William Baldwin. Um, something about like cameras in bedrooms and Sharon Stone. I don't know. I was really young. I noticed uh, just a, like a weird uh, like continuity error when he's watching the like he's watching all the cams that right. he has set up and he sees uh, he has one uh, somehow in Andy's. Uh, or in their the bathroom. bathroom, right? Yeah, uh, and he's getting all excited because Aubrey Plaza's in a towel, right, or, or whatever. And then the feed cuts out because uh, Chucky is, Chucky, is yeah. you know, uh, interfering with it. And then you know it cuts back. And at that point, she was then wearing more clothes before getting into the shower, which I thought I, was weird. I didn't notice that it was more clothes, but I remember She's just thinking, in a towel at first, and then I, she put more clothes on to then get into the shower. See, I thought that maybe she took off the towel to reveal that she was still like, um, still had like, uh, like a bra and mm. underwear on. That that's the way I took it. But same thing, I was just like, she's standing in front of that shower really long, still yeah. clothed. So I don't know if she was like looking at her phone and like, just couldn't tell. Um, but the the maintenance guy, that's probably one of those scenes where we're all like, oh, ah, you, you know, where oh, he's yeah. just dangling from the pipe and Chucky turns up the heat and <laughs> the just, saw is going you're just on. like, dude, you got to start swinging. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're just dangling over this thing. Oh my God. So that's the uh, other, I guess, um, nod slash Easter egg. Um, they gave... Chucky, this ability, uh, Bluetooth capability, where he uses his, his finger that glows. Mm-hmm. Andy very wears ET. very ET, but Andy also wears a red hoodie, like Elliot does in ET. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so the, um, well, that that was my thing. I was like, this kid reminds me of Elliot a little bit. And then when I saw like the glowing finger from Chucky, I go, this is an ET reference mm-hmm. if I've ever seen one. Uh, I was just waiting for like a flying bike. That would have been good, like when they're in the mall, you know, have him there, like yeah. ride his bike off of a. Speaking a of shelf. which, uh, again, or we, we, the store. 
we live in this modern world now of like all of these, um, you know, technology. We live on our phones. We're all connected, right? Um, not in the Marvel sense, but literally connected uh, via technology. I love the scene where Chucky has the razor blades, you know, like tie, uh, taped to the drones. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, something that, you know, we've never seen. And just the idea of that, that's kind of what I liked uh, about this particular movie, like the the deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just straight up slashes. It's how creative can we get using AI and, and, and all these things. And that, I guess it kind of differs for me is like when it, it started like ramping up near the end of the movie uh, when they're in the Zed Mart you know for the launch of uh, Buddy 2 uh, it felt at that point for me it was just like they were kind of just checking tech boxes mm, okay. like okay we've got to have you know our drones we've got to uh, have our commentary on self-driving cars you know with, uh, uh, with uh, Mike's mom uh, well Mike's um, line fucking millennials or something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I mean those kids were just making fun of the, the the cop that lives in their apartment I don't think that's exclusive to, to right. millennials uh, <laughs> but I guess having your robot doll do it uh, is probably new you know what uh, scene I thought was extremely effective um, because it was just it was just so tense um, is when they're inside Mike's apartment, you know, and they're at the dinner table, mm-hmm. and that freaking gift is sitting there, and you know, it's brought to the table, and they keep touching it and tapping it, and um, I, I loved everything about that. Which most resilient watermelon? Uh, <laughs> like I guess if, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's uh, uh, Shane. Shane's face. Uh, yes, yeah, Shane's skinned face, like in Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre. Uh, nailed. Nailed to, to a watermelon. watermelon. Which, uh, where's the na- why is the nails not sticking out? It's like, yeah, and then it's, uh, and then, yeah, then like, just wrapped in paper. And then, you know, he has to come up with a quick reason for why he has this present. Like, oh, it's for the lady down the hall who's been tutoring me. And the, this, this, uh, skin face on a watermelon is sitting in this lady's house for, you know, however many days. But people are just picking it up and just slamming it onto tables and everything, and uh, just like that's that watermelon is holding up for having been nailed and sitting around mm. with a face on it for so long. It's a watermelon; it's not dripping or anything. <laughs> yeah, um, it doesn't stink. <laughs> it, it doesn't. And that was the other thing too. Like uh, I, I don't know why it was written like, oh, we'll, we'll open it next week on my birthday. And okay, so all right, it gives us. X amount of days to get that back. Like I, I didn't think that was necessarily a necessary dialogue. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like um, because because they said that I was expecting that. So he, we never got to see him on his birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, everything happened like in the next day or so. Yeah. So um, it, it was just one of those things where I was it like, just felt like they were just kept like were leading up to his yeah. birthday. I wonder if like the uh, the script went through some changes. You know, well actually, I guess uh, Aubrey Plaza's character does say like when she's arguing with her boss about working on the buddy launch, she does say, "I can't work that. That's my son's birthday." Uh, and so she ends up bringing him along. So maybe like mm. I mean, I guess, I guess it is his birthday, but there's no party. You know, there's I no see. like. Uh, it, it, it kind of just feels like it was swept aside. Right. Um, what well, One of the other differences is um, the... I, I know I tried... I'm not trying to make too much comparisons because, you know, we'll be doing this on original remake, but um, in the original movie, Karen, she finds a peddler out in the alley who happens to be selling... You know this particular uh, Chucky doll again. Just coincidentally, mm-hmm. it happens to be the one that is Chucky. Uh, in this one, 
it's just a return, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, we get like that uh, pretty funny scene with the boss where, you know, she happens to know that there was some infidelity, you know, going on between this Black guy. Nails him. Yeah. So now, since I brought him up, there's that crazy ass scene too where he comes out dressed up as um as the buddy doll at the very end big old head and all that stuff i don't know about you but at the time i was like well this is a silly costume and whatever well i think it might be a nod to the um the good guy commercial in the original movie where i think it's like the doll talking to like a big good guy doll that Mm -hmm. looks like that chucky in this movie okay yeah so i think there you know so I, i think there's some like little nods and easter eggs for the fans of that movie in this so uh-huh. um but but the fact that he got stabbed in the neck you know with that big old head takes mm-hmm. it off and then like just, oh, just arterial everywhere. spray all <laughs> over this little girl oh my goodness uh yeah uh, i don't know if you noticed uh, uh in the store during the launch and they have all these uh costumes for the buddy dolls uh, and like the first one that they kind of like close uh, do a close-up on is a leprechaun yes uh and of course the only other pint-sized uh, horror icon that I can think of is Leprechaun. I, yes, uh, I did. I did pick up on that. I was hoping to see a buddy in a Leprechaun uh, costume at some point, but but instead we got a bear. Yeah, so buddy that, bear. that was interesting. That that was something uh, also that kind of stood out for me with having Mark Hamill okay uh, being the voice, uh, which I did read that apparently he voiced Chucky in an episode of Robot Chicken. Oh, okay. So I don't think that's where they were going with, mm-hmm. but I still think, you know, I think Mark Hamill, uh, and we haven't even talked about this, but the, the the choice for Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky, I think it's great because it's like, well, you know, early on, I don't know if he's just playing regular Mark Hamill voice, mm-hmm. but... Just like a very soft-spoken... Yeah, and, and so, you know, you're like, oh, okay, you know, you can get down with this because it's Mark Hamill. But once he turns, you know, Chucky, it's very Joker-esque, mm-hmm. you know, very maniacal and all that. And I'm like, okay, I, I can see why they decided to go with Mark Hamill other than that, oh, yeah, he's a big name. This will help, you know, people come in, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that kind of like pulled me out of it uh, with, with having Mark Hamill um, is he's a, in a fantastic movie, uh, Brigsby Bear. I don't know if you've seen or heard mm, about that. I can't that. say that I have. Uh, it also has uh, starring, I think it may be written by uh, Kyle Mooney of SNL. Um, but he, he plays a, a kid who is kidnapped and then raised by these kind, Bears. Of, kind of crazy uh, end of the world uh, kind of people in a bunker. They, oh, okay. they convince him that, oh, he's, you know, the world's over or whatever. Uh, but they teach him everything through these homemade um educational tapes where mark hamill is playing brigsby bear okay and it's almost like the exact same voice that he uses for uh for chucky yeah um so like i was kind of like as i'm watching i'm just kind of hearing brigsby bear uh uh, happening and then i thought it was funny that they they have the buddy bear bear, yeah uh, it's like oh you've you've closed the loop there uh see i i I thought that um i mean that could be the nod there i i just thought that maybe it was a nod to build a bear Oh yeah! Oh, definitely. You know, I doubt that they're referencing that <laughs> uh, that independent uh, movie from a few years ago. Yeah, they they could have. Um, what else uh, have we not yet talked about? We talked about the uh, you know the different casts, um, the deaths. Uh, Any other cool deaths that? Uh, I mean the, the 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 tiller you know scene. Yeah. Um, which they they 
they don't really focus on exactly like how it like kills him because it it shows it kind of like his head going into the into the tillers as he's being pulled along by the strongest Christmas lights ever. Because <laughs> these Christmas lights are just being fed into this tiller, uh, and not at no point did they cut out. <laughs> they get they have power the entire time, right? Uh, but yeah, as as um, he's being dragged along, because I guess people do this when they take down Christmas lights. They wrap them around their body <laughs> uh, to keep to keep uh, control of them. Uh, but yeah, so he gets he gets fed in. Um, but we just see his kind of head going into it. And then at the crime scene, when Mike is, you know, looking at the body, then you see that his, you know, face has been skinned. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, it wasn't until you see it on the watermelon afterwards, like, oh, Chucky cut the face off because, you know, he saw it in, yeah. in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I wonder if the kids were just too desensitized because they acted like it was not that big of a deal. These kids handle finding uh, a filleted human face uh, <laughs> just with incredible poise. Yes. Um, they... And that, that was kind of something that I thought was weird was with with the friends and kind of why I thought like maybe, maybe you don't actually need these characters uh, is they help like they help Andy like hide the hide the face you know or whatever they like they find the face they, they yeah. see the watermelon uh with the face on it um and they 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 see chucky like try and stab them like he comes at uh pug uh the the friend mm-hmm. like with a knife and tries to attack him thinking you know it's all just fun um but then like later on uh when omar i think the the kid right has has chucky mm-hmm. and pug's like maybe he was just lying to us maybe chucky never went like right. went it's like you saw him try and stab you and you saw that face on a watermelon that you helped hide it seems like a, a weird jump to like oh maybe maybe we were all overreacting and this was just an mm. overactive kid uh yeah it, it, it felt kind of weird like a disconnect sure there. yeah i didn't pick up on that actually no you make a good point but uh pug you know wasn't the brightest kid oh, yeah, either supposed to be an idiot <laughs> right right yeah, the kids didn't bother me too much, I guess. Um, oh, oh, actually, he, how about this? We didn't talk about his disability. Yeah, uh, so uh, Andy uh, has a hearing aid. Mm-hmm. I feel that was only so that way Chucky could talk to him later. And which I, I kind of thought was weird because they make a point that like, oh, Chucky can interface with any Caslin products, you know, the, the maker of, of all the seemingly every electronics. But they don't... Maybe I missed it, but they don't like point out that the hearing aid is like a Caslin hearing aid. I don't think because he do. just randomly is kind of just talking to him through that. Um, and I like I, I felt like it, it would have just been better to just have him have a hearing aid, and that's just his character. And it just seemed like they only used it so like, like Chucky, a shorthand, yeah, yeah, so Chucky could talk to him without anyone else hearing. That's the way I felt too. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think that was necessary, and also like Zed Mark. Mart, right? Zed Mart. Zed Mart. Why can that just be like a Caslin store? Because I found it oh, yeah. hard to believe that Chucky can literally control everything, like yeah. the freaking Terminatrix. Yeah, it's just it anything does. If electrical. it's electronic, yeah. he can take he can take control. That was a little hard to believe for me. Um, we might be there, and I don't know yet. Uh, but I just wish that they were all Caslin products. 
I think that'd be a little bit more believable for me. Yeah. Um, just the fact that it was like Zed Mart and we don't have one of those. I, I thought that it was supposed to be, I, I thought it was like a, like a goodwill store, to be honest with you. It, yeah. For something that, that is selling all these high end electronics. Yeah. It looks like you're walking into like a value village. Okay. Thank you. So it wasn't just me <laughs> yeah. then. Um, yeah. So that, so that, that was like some of those things that, that kind of bothered me. I wanted, I desperately wanted to know the price of a buddy doll. I wanted to know what these were selling for because it, it seemed like it was a it was a present that obviously Aubrey Plaza could not afford. Afford, right? That you know, she had to blackmail her boss to to acquire it. Um, but they they never kind of like really drilled home that like this is like a you know an expensive like high end thing. Uh, I don't know. I would have liked to like is this the same as like an iPad or you know like a Furby. Uh, I, I would say closer to iPad um, because, you know, we've seen um, and, and shout out to Orion, I guess, you know, uh, for those that remember the, the Robocop movies, they had a lot of very satirical commercials throughout mm -hmm. that movie. Oh, yeah. Paul Verhoeven. Yes. I don't think um, Tim Matheson was supposed to be that, but I, I feel... Uh, Every time he showed up with a freaking Kaslin commercial, yeah, he was the he was the Kaslin yes, CEO or right. whatever. That's Tim yeah. Matheson. Yeah, uh, I, I was just thinking like I think that they're just really trying to ingrain in us that like the the purpose of a buddy doll is to be a companion for these kids. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the capabilities of these buddy dolls yeah i feel like this buddy doll is actually pretty expensive and it was kind of weird that yeah they this is a, a kid like a kid device a kid toy just like when andy first gets it he's like oh this is for kids younger than me you know and aubrey plaza is like oh it's like it's a joke you know right like, it's funny like that you got that but then it's also advertised that it can essentially order you an uber right like uh, it has all of these extra functionalities that why would you be giving your toddler like the ability to order a car? Yeah, again, see, so that's why I'm just all like, man, it, it, they should all be Chasm products and it's probably expensive, but you're right. Yeah, the the, 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 the no limitations of of what the Chucky or, yeah, the Buddy Dolls can do, it, it, it is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. That, that's why the beginning of it was just kind of... A little weird for me. Yeah. This disgruntled employee decides to take out like all of the um, the safety precautions because I don't think that I mean that that allows him to kind of learn things and be violent and stuff. But I, I if it was a different reason and somebody like hacked it, uh, hacked into it and maybe throw in like some lightning surge to make it glitch really badly, I can understand like it. Like um, kind of like the Terminatrix, you know, it, it it learns on its own, not necessarily just learning from watching other people and being taught. I feel like the the coding and and how it can code itself to to be more intelligent and stuff like that. I think I could buy that more. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually I just watched uh, a movie I used to watch all the time as a kid, uh, Small Soldiers. You're right. Uh, and you know, and that's a thing of you know toys coming to coming to life and attacking uh, people. But you know, they're the the kind of way that they justify why these you know things can do what they do is the the company is also a military you know like defense company. Right, they, right. they they produce uh, military microchips and missiles and stuff. Kind of like so, guns. You know, Mattel makes you know guns. Yeah, and then so when you know they're trying to decide, oh, what chips we want to use? Oh, expensive you know chips, uh, and they start using military surplus. You know, like that could have 
like instead of having it just be this disgruntled worker in Vietnam, yeah. it could have been, you know, this factory, if you still want it to be in Vietnam, where they're also producing military hardware right. or something like that. That, that kind of crosses it and I, uh, you know, then we got a Johnny Five, you know, kind of, kind of, yeah. kind of thing there, and I, I'd be okay with that. Red eyes and everything. Uh, maybe that's a, a nod. <laughs> no Fisher Stevens. Though. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, at least a, a real Indian man, I yeah. guess. Um, I, the the other thing, uh, I guess, my other thought about having like you know young Andy versus older Andy, it being a child, you know, there's more like a vulnerability mm-hmm. with, with that child and you know his own limitations too. I think aging him up, like okay, it allows him to be kind of more of a badass. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of preferences, but um, yeah, because when he's younger, like in the original Child's Play, you know, when he sees Chucky doing you know these these things. He's really trying to reason with him because right. it's like, oh, yeah, like, don't don't do yeah. this. Like, it's not what you're, that's not how you're supposed to act. We're having the like thirteen year old one. You know, you should really know mm-hmm. that. Hey, when this doll is choking your cat to death, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe is the time to throw it into a wood chip or something. And oh, I wanted to point out the garbage chute. Yeah, gets a whole lot of use in this movie. It, it seemed, really does. It should have been billed on the on, on the poster. Third bill is every single like solution that they find to their problems is, and we'll wrap it up and throw it down the garbage chute. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to the maintenance guy who finds it and tries to repurpose it to to sell on eBay. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, okay. Well, I mean, I guess we kind of already missed the the point. I mean, uh, th- we've already spoiled the hell out of this movie. Uh, the the one thing I guess I forgot to mention, like before the spoilers, whether we uh, whether or not we recommended it, but I think we we both do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, w- I wouldn't say run out to the theater and and see it, but if, yeah. especially if you're a fan of of the Child's Play movies, uh, you know, in the past, I, I, it's decent enough to to see. Um, yeah, but if I had to say, you know, uh, buy or rent, definitely a a rent. Right. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Tyler, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing us with your thoughts. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to get you on more of these uh, these episodes. Um, but that's going to do it. Uh, for anybody that wants to follow us on the social medias, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. Um, go back and check out some of the older stuff we've done. I mean, this show is mostly retro movie reviews, but lately we've been doing some new releases. Um, we have an old movie that's been recorded, just have, have not been put out yet. And we've been missing some of these really big anniversaries like Ghostbusters and Gremlins. Um, don't know if those will come, but, you know, eventually they will. Uh, so, yeah, if you like the old school movies, go back and check out some of our reviews. Um, you know, over 200 episodes. So something for everyone. So I want to thank everyone again for checking us out. And we'll talk to you guys next time. My buddy until the end. More than a buddy, you're my best friend. I love you more than you will ever know. I will never let you go. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.